Welcome to C3 Church Tabra. You're about to hear a message from our senior pastor, Bill Oldfield. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. I'm going to answer all the lyrics we sang. I'm going to answer that through the preach. Isn't that awesome? How well co- coordinated are we? I mean, I don't know how that happened, but thank you so much, Julie, for the song selection. Because I'm going to answer all the lyrics we sang. So if you're second guessing why we're singing songs like that, uh, we're going to answer that. Julie, we bless you. We anoint you. Thank you so much for coming out. I can yeah. obviously see you are under the weather somewhat, but I believe you're under the weather of the good Lord. The sun is shining on you. You are born again. You're spirit-filled. We know that. you got faith. You love God. You sincerely love Him. And I just bless you and anoint you from head to toe. We bless you in the name of Jesus. Amen. So as I pray like that, how much faith are you registering on your faith gauge uh, when I'm saying that? Just just think about that. Are you going, yeah, yeah. Or you just go, that's not me. I don't care. Or, or you go, yeah, come on. Let's believe that. Let's believe that as I'm, as I'm proclaiming the word that God's spirit is going with the word because he impregnates the word of God and our words. And, and it goes out and it transcends time and space and it reaches our dear sister Julie and it just beautifully baptizes her with grace, healing, favor, anointing, blessings. Isn't that right, Shane? This is how the Word of God works. Bless you, precious sister. Really got a heart for Julie. She's a real trooper. Love you, sister. I got a message for you this morning. It's just going to blow your socks off. Are you wearing socks this morning? I hope so. I want to see those socks blown off. I really want to see you just... I want to see those socks left on the altar because you got blown out of them. And, and whose socks are these? These are Julie's socks. You said this morning, don't you remember? You prophesied over that she'd be blown out of her socks. And um, Father God, right now we bless Julie. Thank you for all the treatment that she's receiving. Lord, but we pray for your treatment. Whose report are you going to believe? I believe, yes, in doctor's reports sometimes. But I believe in the report of the Lord. Amen. We've got to believe in the report. And Renee, can I say it's so glad to have you back? I don't know where you were. Did you go on a sailing journey, the first woman to sail to maybe the Tahitian Islands? And, and uh, I think you were gone for, let me try and guess, five weeks you were gone. Five, was I right? Five weeks? Six weeks? Was I close? See, I know when everyone's missing. Jesus goes after the one. 99 are here, but where's Renee? Where's Re- Renee? Where's Renee? Sorry, church. I'll be back in a minute. I'll be. 
where's, where's the preacher? Where did he go? Well, he's got one missing. We're going to get there. And guess what happened when Renee was found? In the parable, Luke chapter 15, Jesus starts off this whole story about lost things. And he says, you know, the 99 sheep are there. That's great. But no, I've got one missing. And he goes after the sheep and he finds it. He brings it back, maybe on his shoulder. I love that image, that Keith Green. Who knows the image? Have you seen that Keith Green image of the, sh- the, the, the Yeah, look, look at all the, the, the Keith Green lovers and fans. And, and, and brings the sheep back on his shoulder. I don't know if I could do that. Julie, bring it back on my shoulder, but you're a bit big now. But anyway, and, and, and the celebration, and the celebration. And then it goes into the next parable of the lost coin, the woman with the 10 silver lost coins. She loses one. She's not going to let, let, let that slide. Oh, I've got nine others, so what? You know, I could imagine this would be like Amy. The story goes that Amy lights the lamp, and she's looking all over that house, and she finds the lost silver coin and she tells everyone I found my coin I found my silver coin let's party music the neighbors are complaining now because Amy found her lost coin <laughs> so you got to change these stories up Rachel you got to change them up you got to put the <laughs> and, and so then it goes into the prodigal son story and we're going to share that later father God we thank you that you found us, that you come running to us. Father, the Bible says Jesus is the way. The way to where? The way to heaven? Yes. No, the way to the Father. Lord, I pray that this message would powerfully invoke a way to you, Father God. Yes, we love Jesus. We worship Him and love Him and take counsel from him and we're totally enthused by him and we're, we're amazed by his great great sacrifice and the works of miracles and the great teaching and Lord we, we, we love your son Jesus but you want us to love you you want us to come to the father's house and celebrate you so this morning those people have pulled up short maybe at Jesus and you're not quite realizing that you need to um, that you need to reach the Father's love to find that divine affirmation the Father's affirmation and so Father God as we stand before you I pray this Heavenly Father bless every heart I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You can take a seat. God bless you guys. Cancel this. Cancel it. Sorry, I'm talking to myself. Thanks, Jill. Thanks, team. Awesome. Give them a hand clap, everyone. If you are a bass player, a musician, you may play the tambourine. We may be able to find a spot for you in the team, in the worship team. Maybe not if you play tambourine. Um, sorry, I overstated myself. I should have said that. I'm in trouble now. So please use your tambourine in the. Are 
Yes, thank you, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm having a war between two computers at the moment. I just pray. I got a message of um, the, the, the sonship message, and we're so good to see Shane and Chrissy with their little baby. Look at this miracle. Look at this wonderful miracle in the arms of love. The arms of love. Uh, Shane, I hope you're taking lots of photos of that endearing, lovely, beautiful wife of yours, just looking tenderly until she reaches. So beautiful. The photos are outstanding. Baby of the year almost. But no, we've got many babies of the year. Pastor, be careful. Don't show um, favor to any one baby. That will not put you in good step with the other babies, Nathan and Mary's baby, till next week, yes, babies, 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 Father, we pray for babies and more babies, and thank you, Lord, that Jesse's nearly there. We're talking about sonship, it's probably one of the most provoking, challenging messages um, um, there, there is. I, I feel kind of chuffed that I'm getting to preach this in my, uh, uh, at my age, um, it's something that I, I probably it's, it's, uh, will concede. It's a message I didn't fully understand. Sonship, that we're children, that we're sons and daughters. Julie said to me, don't keep saying son, son, son. The ladies feel left out. The women feel left out. Sons and daughters, although in the Bible, it's sonship. When it says sonship in the Word of God and when we infer sonship, it is daughters as well. I will I'll take my jacket off. Thank you, Father. It's a battle. See, life's a battle, even to preach the Word of God. It's a battle. Spiritual warfare. I'm in spiritual warfare right now. Computers warring against each other. Password notifications popping up through my sermon. Guys, just please, just hedge your protection. Pray for me right now. Sonship. Uh, and I, I, I got this word, the power of spiritual alignment. I, I want to go through these quickly. These are f uh, seven, seven um, firsts, say first, that Jesus mentioned through the preaching uh, in, in his word, in his preaching, seven things that we should do first. Now, now the Greek says, first in the Greek, well, I don't know how, how you could much go astray, but first in time and number, first in rank and value. In other words, the most important. The dictionary defines first as foremost a place preceding all other numbers, the first that which is before anything else. The beginning, in fact. The first move, the fresh start, the starting point, the place of departure, a new day. Who wants a new day? Who needs a new day? First, I want to make, I propose to you that Father God needs to be revered in the Trinity as Father God, the God of all creation, the omniscient, omnipotent, omnipresent God. We, we need to not pull up short of Father God. We love Jesus. Who loves Jesus? Do I see a hand? Yes, I see a hand. I see two hands. I'm in a church. I'm in a church. Three. I see one person with two hands, and I only counted three hands. Now, there's only, <laughs> okay, so we're, let's, let's observe the law of first things taught by the Lord 
Seven key scriptures from the words of Jesus. Let me go through this quickly. I'll just run through them quickly. Number one, Matthew 6.33, where he says first. He says, before you do anything, first, before you put your boat on, you know, on your trailer and tow it to the beach on Sunday, first, get to church. Meet with God. Meet with the family of God. First. It's always a first, so let's look at this. Um, number one, there's seven of them, number one, Matthew 6, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. Seek first the kingdom, meaning align your priorities, every decision that you make, all that you do. Make sure your priorities are established in the kingdom, in the kingdom. Make sure that you are making all these choices and all these views on life in consideration of the kingdom, all right? Uh, number two, how can you say, these are a lot of relational, okay, man. A, a lot of these first are to do with relationships. And, and, and can I just say to you, I think one of the main, one of the, the main struggles that we have living on planet Earth is dealing with, firstly, getting to know God the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, but then dealing with all the ramifications of dealing with family, extended family. When I said extended family, someone just got a little bit traumatized. <laughs> it's okay, we're not, we're not going there, we're not going there. Um, and, and family in the church, your friends. So I, I find a lot of these first are to do with relationships, and I'm, I'm gonna go... There, with, with that. Um, so first, how can you say to your brother, let me remove the speck from your eye and look, and look, a plank is in your own eye. You know this scripture, hypocrite. First, remove the plank from your own eye, then you'll see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. So what's it saying? Remove the, the log of critical spirit, judgment, and align your attitude to the kingdom of God, which says, Hey, try and repair that issue. Try and repair that situation. Uh, you know, and, 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 and you, know, you don't want to live with that for the rest of your life. Don't judge others. You know, focus on God and maybe change yourself. Maybe change yourself. Amen? N number three, um, Matthew 5, 24, the words of Jesus says, leave your gift here in front of the altar. First, go and be reconciled to them. Then come and offer your gift. Settle the matter, and it continues. Um, be reconciled to your brother. Aligning, realigning, aligning your relationships. Dealing with relationships that are out of sorts. If you can, deal with that stuff. Four, Matthew 12, 29. Or again, how can anyone enter a strong man's house and carry off his possessions unless, the, unless he first ties up the strong man, then he can plunder the house. We're talking about tying up the strong man. The devil comes to lie, steal, kill, kill destroy, amen? We, we gotta bind him first before we can take back which belongs to us. Um, so we need, we need to understand our authority, and I'm gonna go there, I'm gonna go there. We need to understand, by understanding our identity as born-again believers, we understand that we have authority to bind up the strong man in our life. 
around our life, however he's figuring in our life. We have the authority, but you won't know it until you understand what the Father says about you. Five, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with your soul and with your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. Aligning your heart. What's this about? Aligning your heart with God's. This love, this real love, practical love, is, it's an expression. We must, we must find ways to express ourselves in love of God. Six, I said that. Ah, six, blind Pharisee, first clean, this is Matthew 23, 26, blind Pharisee, this is the words of Jesus, first clean the inside of the cup and dish, and then the outside will also be clean. What's he mean by this? And I have to quote this stuff because I didn't even know this stuff. First clean the inside, aligning your inner world. The outer appearance of the tabernacle of Moses was not eye appealing. It was, not, it, was, it was actually made of badger skin. Doesn't sound wonderful, doesn't sound real beautiful, does it? That's lovely badger skin you got on there. I love badger skin jacket. I saw that badger skin jacket. It's quite discounted. <laughs> badger skin, in stark contrast, uh, Evan, the inside of the tabernacle was decorated with intricately woven veils and lovely tapestries. Ah, now we're talking. The tabernacle is symbolic of the Holy Spirit's continuous weaving together of beautiful qualities in our character as he brings our lives into kingdom alignment. How do you like that, ladies? Was that creative people? Help me. Help me here. Was that awesome? And seven, Matthew 28, verse one. After the Sabbath, at dawn, here we go, on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb, trying to find Jesus, who was laid in the tomb. So, talking about giving him the first day, tithing him the first day, tithing him your funds that you have received, and saying, God, you are first in my life, you are entitled to the first fruits in my life. I give you the first day, I give you the first of my fruits, my tithe, my offerings, and I give unto you to say, God, you are first in my life. Is that right, Haddon? I haven't seen you around, good buddy. You've been, he's, he's on Kids Church. I know, I can hear his voice when he's on. Boom, boom, boom. There's no way those kids, they're just going to get the word of God whether I like it or not. So basically, J.B. Phillips says in, in his version of seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness, it, 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 he says, set your hearts first on his kingdom and his goodness and all these things will come to you as a matter of course. Health, healing, prosperity, the, the things that you spiritually need, physically need, emotionally need, socially need. Frank Damasio has a version, he says, if you put God first in all your decisions and choices, you will have all the power you need to do what you could never have the power to do in your own strength. You know, guys, we need to allow the Holy Spirit to ignite our passion 
for God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit like never before. I don't know about you, but I feel like I'm swimming like a big salmon upstream against all the flotsam and jetsam of life and trying to reach God sometimes as the culture comes and opposes us. Do you know what I mean? All of the stuff out there. Now I've got Netflix. Now I'm addicted to two shows on Netflix. Now I'm, I'm battling past watching, um, what's, 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 what's our favorite? Downton Abbey. I love Downton Abbey. Sorry, guys. Uh, sorry, men. Sorry, men, to announce to you that Pastor Phil likes Downton Abbey. I love it. And, uh, and there's the Roman Empire. I love it. But I've got to be careful how much I take in of that stuff. Amen? I was wondering why everyone was talking about Netflix. What's Netflix? Why are we talking about Netflix? Netflix is now. What are you watching now? What's your bed? What's your chapa chapa? I don't even know what Netflix is. I've got Foxtel, I watch God TV on Fox, but now I've got Netflix. Now I know I've suffered the temptation of coming under Suits and, uh, and Harvey and some of the characters. I cry over moments when they are having dramatic moments. Why am I crying about these people? I don't even cry about Jesus anymore. <laughs> We need to remember that we are born-again, spirit-filled lovers of God, that we love the house of God. I mean, Netflix has thrown us a wicked curveball, and I, and I love it, man. I love it, but, but i got to be careful. We need to seek Him, because why? Okay, moving on. Ephesians 1.3 says, Praise be to the God, the Father. This is how you will get blessed, Renee. Where's Renee? Is she still lost? Did we find her? Yeah, she's back. Praise God, I was, I was worried, five weeks gone, out at sea. Um, praise be to the God and the Father, There's boom, key word. I'll do my school teacher. And how does this blessing come? Okay, let's, let's say it again. Ephesians 1.3 says, praise be to the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ, all these spiritual blessings we crazy Christians talk about and read about and believe in and hear by these awesome preachers that I'm watching, I am watching a lot of preaching on my smart TV that gets YouTube and I can watch all the God stuff, Jan Cliff. You know, I'm just getting blessed by every major ministry in the world, Rod Parsley and oh, he's got revival in his church at the moment. I'm watching that, getting blessed by that. And uh, my smart TV is actually quite smart when it's got the God stuff on it. Praise be to the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms. I'm not to overshoot the runway this morning. Praise be to the God and the Father, the Father, the Father. Say Father. Say the Father. Say the Father. You just got to get used to it. I'm, so, I'm sorry if that presses your buttons and you get awkward You've had father problems and father stuff and your father wasn't a great father. And... But we get our identity, 85% of our identity comes from the father, our natural father, and our father in heaven. Now, if we didn't get that naturally from our parents, man, we need to get saved and get with God the father and come around the fathers and the mothers in the church and be and be blessed 
Because why it says, praise be to the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us, God the Father chose us, you're chosen by him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless inside in love. He predestined us for adoption to sonship through who? Jesus Christ in accordance with the pleasure and will. It's his good pleasure that he's reaching out to us and wants to love us and care for us. The good, good father. So where is this good, caring, loving, warm, fuzzy father? Where is he? John 14 Verse six, Jesus answered, sorry, Doug, are we keeping you away? Sorry, mate, lay down if you need to. Just do a bit of carpet time. I've actually fallen asleep doing carpet time. I'm in the Lord, I'm in the Lord. I'm... <laughs> sorry, I've never, I've never confessed to that, but I feel much better that I have. <laughs> And you come back and you hear the preacher. Da, 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 da. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on, whoa. <laughs> oh, the things you've got to do to keep people awake because you know, the Word of God. Yeah, I've heard that, I've heard that. John 14, verse 6, Jesus answered, I am the way, the way to where? Thank you, tick. I am actually... As a school teacher, it's very important as you share curriculum with your class that they're able to answer the questions at the end of the term, isn't it? Very important. Boom, tick. That is good. My headmaster is going to be happy. My, 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 my department head is going to be very happy that you answered Father. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Now, here's Philip. How many Philips have we got in the church? Jesus, that's great. That's just words, words. But Philip says, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. We need to have a, what is it, an apparition. We need to have a vision. We need to have a full-blown encounter, maybe like Moses did or Abraham. But we need to, have a, we need to see the Father. What does Jesus say? What does Jesus say? From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Oh, no, verse nine, Jesus answered, don't you know me? Jesus is saying, Philip, don't you know me? Philip, even after I have been among you such a long time, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words I say to you. So Philip was looking for a vision. He was looking for a visible manifestation of Father God. But Jesus says, the words I say to you. That's why I went on radio Friday morning. Not to, not to, uh, I, because I believe the words that we say and proclaim, I was announcing to the community on the Central Coast that we need scripture teachers. We need 45 more volunteers called scripture teachers in about 15 schools on the Central Coast. The good news is we have about 200 already serving, but we're about 45 short. And why would you want to be a scripture teacher? Because the words that you proclaim and share are life-giving words, amen? They give life to a tender heart. 
they believe, the stats say that children, people, people are saved between the age of four and 14. If we can't impress upon their dear little hearts, their tender, impressionable little hearts, between the age of four and 14, they may be lost to the world. Do you know what I'm saying? Who, who, who's up for it? Who's up to going in into the, 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 uh, the, war, the war zone of Beirut, Blue Haven School, or the war zone of Wyong High? Uh, you know, you suit up, you get the armor of the Lord, helmet of salvation, breastplate of the big right. You know, you go in there, I'm here. What are you, what are you all dressed up like that for? I mean, I'm here to teach scripture. I've heard all about this. I mean, I'm not coming in here with my, my, my Sunday, you know, I'm coming here to, to, to do, isn't it right? And so a lot of people are freaked out about it, but you can do it. You can do it. When you know your identity, when you know that you're being authorized, okay, let's get back onto it. Don't you know, Philip, verse 9 even I among you for such a long time, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father, and how can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. This is Jesus. He's not speaking on his own authority. Whose authority is he speaking on? The Father. Thank you very much, South Africa. These Australians, oh my goodness. They're just too quiet. They're just passive. They just sit there. Tall poppy syndrome. You know, if I say something, someone thinks I'm going to be a big shot. And, you know, they're going to cut me down if I say something. If I know the answers, look, I'll be quiet. That's what I've been taught. Verse 11. This, is, this podcast is going to be weird. <laughs> but believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father's in me. And, and very truly, I tell you what, whoever believes in this will do the works I have been doing. And they will even do greater things than these because I am going to the Father. A lot of deference, a lot of deferring to the Father in these words of Jesus. A lot of deferring to the Father. Greater things you will do because I go to be with the Father. Okay, so, so the Bible says, Philippians 2.5, have the same attitude as Jesus Christ did. You know, in Philippians chapter 2, where he says, no, 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 I'm, I'm no big shot. I'm come here. I'm a representative of the Father, and I'm going to serve the Father. What he asks me to do, I'll do. What he says, I'll say. And, and so that is the, that's the attitude of sonship. That's the values. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Stay with me. He's just moved. He's a walking man. Yes, he's walking. It's, it's, a, it's a biological wonder, I know. It's a physical, amazing thing to see people walking, but, but you, you get used to it, you get used to it, <laughs> you get used to it, is it alright if I have some fun this morning, is that cool guys, uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll get a great word to you too, I've got to start having fun guys, if I get all serious now, I'm just going to get bitter and twisted, dis- discouraged, dejected, I've got to have some fun Tom, I've got to have some fun. We are beginning to realize, I said in a statement a couple of weeks ago, that the spirit of sonship is an attitude and value shown towards our Father in heaven and fathers on the earth, but also how to be a son and daughter in the body of Christ called the church, having the heart to serve, to humble ourselves in relationship with the saints, they're your brothers and sisters. Philippians 2.5 says, 
in your relationships. Give it up for Jonathan. He's putting that scripture up right now. Is it up now? Philippians 2.5, just keeping the team on, on, on point. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Jesus Christ. Have the same mindset of deferring to the Father. Because in Philippians 2.5 says, again, in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset in Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, we know that, did not consider equality with God, the Father, something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by being obedient even unto death, death on the cross. Paul stated, Abraham is the father of all who believe. You know, Abraham heard the voice of God, left Ur because he heard the voice of God, he was obedient. He wasn't given all these details. Abraham, I want you to leave and do all this. this. No, he just said, just leave, just leave, follow me. Can you hear my voice? Follow me. That's how it happens. God is big on commands. He's um, a bit, bit stingy on details sometimes. <laughs> Ephesians 2, 19. So you're born again. You're born again into the household of God. I'll get there, Shane. Just hang on, buddy. I know you're juggling babies and stuff. Ephesians 2, 19 says, members of God's household. This, this is the, the stuff that, it, it, that if you're able to absorb and understand, you'll be able to become part of the house of God you become a brother or sister to your brothers and sisters and, and, and then you become part of the household and Father God, you're in now the Father's house and, and the Son, your big brother, the Son of God, Jesus, is your big brother who, who goes into bat for you, protects you and interceding for you, is mindful of you. And then the Holy Spirit. How could you leave the Holy Spirit out who acts on behalf of the Father and the Son? We see the example of sonship in the heart towards people in the lives of Joshua towards Moses, jo uh, Joseph towards Potiphar. I thought that was a good one. Joseph, he's in Potiphar's house. He's, he's basically a servant, but he treats Potiphar with, with respect and does everything Potiphar wants him to do. David towards Saul, that's another huge one. David treats Saul as a father. And this guy's killing him. He's, he's playing his guitar. He's throwing javelins at him. He, you know, and but he still treats him. Sometimes you've got to treat your leadership yeah, accordingly, no matter if they throw a javelin at you. Oh, no, hang on. No, if, if they don't treat you absolutely wonderfully every day. David towards Saul, Elisha towards Elijah, the disciples towards Christ, Timothy towards Paul, and Ruth towards Naomi. Sonship, sonship, the attitude and values the attitude of sonship towards each other. Julie, I value as a mother of the house. Maybe if you, can, if you say that, maybe it could revolutionize your whole life. If someone was to say to you, okay, so the Bible says you're in the household of God, that that's, that's the body that God's put you into. And that the, So is there a mother and father in that house, a spiritual mother and father? Well, yeah, we've got a preacher. Would that be him? Uh, we've got a, a man and a woman. They're both preachers, uh, Pastor Phil and Julie. Hello, they could be your mother and father in the faith, the family or household, father's house. We talked about the word koinonia, sharing, common sharing, participation. That's the community that we're in. Can I just say to you, I, I, I don't think, and I concur with John Alley, I don't think you can do family and be properly the house of God unless you are anointed, and get, unless you get 
field of the anointing, Julie, you still feel isolated, disconnected, dejected, rejected. It's like the orphan spirit. You feel like you don't belong in that family. Did I say something then? Um, but when you have this baptism of the Father's love and you get your identity from the Father, you realize, man, I belong here. These are my brothers and sisters. They're not the ones I would choose, but they look all right. You know what I mean? And then as you get to know them and agape love and filio love, filio love is the expression of love. Agape love is the love like Jesus had for us. Unconditional love, just love, I'm gonna love. I'm just gonna, I don't care what they say, but I'm just gonna love a dog. I don't care, man, agape love. Filio love is, is this, filio love is, hey, Doug, how are you doing? With a smile on my dial, with an expression. Is that right? That can be hard for sometimes, especially men. Stiff upper lip, boys don't cry, don't show emotion. How are you, Doug? Yeah, man, how are you, buddy? Yeah, you're part of the worship team, are you? Yeah, that's the way, buddy, keep up the good work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my identity is to be loved by God and to love him. So I'm not going to go all the way. I'm not going to be soppy about it. Soppy agape. Oh, Doug, you're just amazing. Doug, oh, God. Doug, I'm just so in love with you. Um, no, I'm going to go, Doug, looking you in the eye. Pretty good, man. You do well. Yeah, what's your name? Doug. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> good to remember their names. <laughs> Sonship is an eternal spiritual position into which we have been placed in relationship in God through Christ. But the spirit of sonship is a holy attitude, a set of values of which we're meant to live in walking with Christ, his people and leaders. 1 John 4, 21. And he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God also must love their brother and sister. Take note. said that, John 14, 10, doesn't speak on his own authority, whose authority he speaks on, the Father. Israel left the pressure of slavery in Egypt, yet they never let go of the slave mindset. See, I make them laugh, Jules, and then I just drop the mic, you know, drop the bomb. <laughs> Is that what I do to you? Yes, I've made dinner for you tonight, darling, just look. Wow, you made dinner for me. That's awesome, lovely. Flowers, the favorite meal. And then you're about halfway through and I say, actually, um, I want to buy, buy a new motorbike. <laughs> Israel left the pressure of slavery in Egypt, yet they never let go, or a new caravan, let go, or a new guitar, and uh, let go of the slave mindset. It kept them from entering into the promise. They got released from Egypt, but they stuck with the mindset, the slavery mindset, the wineskin. The wineskin was slavery. I'm better off in Egypt, I'm better off in the world than coming into the kingdom of God. It's too hard. Look, I, I, I sort of feel more secure in the world, in the culture of the world. I think I'll start finding my identity in the world rather than God's kingdom. Because they did not make the exchange of their identity in which God called them to be. They're complaining and wandering. I don't know why I'm doing that, but just to get the 
voice out there. In the wilderness revealed they were still living as slaves. Galatians 4, 7 says, and we declare this over the, the people and over their hearts, therefore you are no longer a servant but a son. I declare it over your heart, daughter of the Lord. I declare it over you, son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Uh, Romans 8, 14, but as many are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of, sons of God. People who live as sons can be easily identified because they carry mindsets that help them to overcome. We cannot experience breakthrough while still holding on to a slave posture. Those who live in sonship possess a confidence, an overcoming lifestyle that helps them break through the mediocre mold that the masses of spiritual slaves are still in. And I mentioned a couple of weeks ago 10 key mindsets that, that help us overcome that slavery or orphan spirit Here's just the one. Uh, you can go back to the podcast to get the others. Sons possess a reliance on the love and the goodness of God the Father. Can I hear an amen? Romans 8:37, 39. Julie, you said this in another version. I'll say it in the MEV. Man, I don't know where I got this version, the MEV, but anyone know what the MEV is? The MEV? Modern English version. Very good. Now in all these things, this is, this is probably how I grew up. I don't know what it is. It's a story. Everyone's got a story. But I grew up knowing that God the Father was for me and that He would bail me out. He would be there for me. He would rescue me. He would supply the need I had of, of whatever I needed. I remember wearing clothes that were actually very embarrassing as a kid. And uh, I don't know what it was in the 60s, but parents used to grow, uh, buy you shorts for men that were about, you know, you could grow into them for the next four years. So shorts that were down past the knee, sorry. You, you haven't been drawn, this generation, the millennial generation, they don't even understand this. They're wearing all the Jag stuff, boss, age four, you know. What's that you got on? A Jag, oh, wow, yeah. Your parents buy that for you, yeah. When I was a kid, secondhand stores, you know, and you get clothes, and I go, God, I cannot go out to the plague. I cannot go out into the street with these pants another day, Lord. I cannot cop the teasing. I cannot cop the mocking. Lord, help me. And somehow, an answered prayer. My mum found the money to buy me some shorts that actually fitted. I, for me, I internalized that. Father God, you know me. You know my heart. You know I don't want to be embarrassed. I don't know. It's just, you might think that's funny, but... Sons possess a reliance on the love and the goodness of God. Now in all these things, we are made more than conquerors. Romans 8, 37, 39. I am persuaded that neither death nor life, neither angels nor principalities nor powers, neither, neither things present nor things to come, neither height nor depth nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is Christ Jesus. I don't know what it is, guys, but it's like when you're a slave and when you're an orphan, it's like, he loves me, he loves me not. He loves me, he loves me not. It's like you're in, you're out. But when you understand the goodness and the love of God, you, you, your identity is in him, amen? If it's just in the theology, theology of Jesus, if it's just in this dear appreciation of Jesus and, and you are saved, can I say that you need even more than that? You need the Father's love, amen? Luke 15, 11, the prodigal meaning, prodigal, what does that mean? Recklessly extravagant having spent everything. So the story of the two lost sons, 
You know the story. Um, father, two sons, three positions. What's the three positions? The, the, uh, the lost son, the lost son. I'm talking, talking about the prodigal story, uh, story um, or, 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 the, or the two lost sons. Um, the lost son, that's one, three positions you can be in. The serving son, that's the other. And the embraced son, that's where I'm getting at. I said all that to say that, Julie. The embraced, the embracement of not religion, of the father. Oh. I write to you, dear, dear children, 1 John 2, 14. I write to you, dear children, because you know the father. You know the father. You're being adopted. All right, my time is gone. Please help me, Lord, now. I need an embracement. I need to show the people how to be embraced. The father is waiting for the lost son. He took his inheritance, remember? He said, I want what you can give me. See, we don't come to God for what he can give us. We, we come to God because the, of the intimacy and the love that Father can give us. We don't say, oh, you can give me gifts of the Spirit, fruits of the Spirit. Oh, you can give me uh, prosperity. You can give me uh, uh, a better lifestyle choice. You can, you can improve my... Th-. No, we come to the Father because He loves us. Let's get the stuff out of the way. Let's not say, I want to take that and then I'm going to find my own life in a foreign country like the lost son did. So I'm taking that. I want what belongs to me. The father, um, he, he, he divided it up and said, son, I'm sorry to hear that. And, 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 and what's happening now? What's happening now? What's happening now? The father is waiting. But the son is over here and he's absolutely hit rock bottom. I was listening to one of my favorite guitarists on YouTube, Rick Derringer, who you wouldn't know him. He comes from the 60s. But what's that song? Sloopy. Ah, Sloopy. Da, da, da. Phil, help me. Sloopy, hang on. Bum, bum. It's a mid-60s song. Snoopy. Snoopy, hang on. Someone's going to get triggered. Does anyone remember it? Snoopy, hang on. Yes, Darcy. He's, he's of the age group. Sorry, Darcy. Dovian. Yes, Snoopy. So big hit. Then he had... More big hits with Al Yankovich, whatever. Yankovich, blah, blah, blah. Uh, he was ended up being his producer. He hit rock bottom through drugs and 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 wayward lifestyle. Very successful, awesome guitarist. Huchiku, rock and roll. Anyway, and um, he said, as he's sharing with in the in the guitar workshop where he's showing in, in this workshop scenario guitars that he uses and. And he said, so what happened? He said, well, you know you hit rock bottom. This guy's near 70 now. And he said, well, you know you hit rock bottom because you can't dig anymore. And I hit rock bottom. He starts to cry. And the guy interviewing him, he's not a Christian. He's going, whoa. Okay, so he said, yeah, I hit rock bottom. If it wasn't for God, if God hadn't embraced me. And he started to say, I got out of it. I found my way out of the pit of hell through the Father's embrace. The poor interview guy, he just wants to talk guitars. He's going, whoa. You know, I think he thought he was having a stroke or something because he went, "Uh, uh, uh," you know, people are not used to seeing men cry. Luke 15. Here it is. Let me nail it. You know the story. This is how you come back to the Father. This is how you come back to God. Six lessons, if I can remember Realize the situation you're in. Come to your senses. The Bible says, and he came to his senses. 
And he says, I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and earth and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. He's saying this when he's over here, when he's in this foreign country. He said, I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up in this foreign country out of the pig mess. He got up and he went to the father. So he's on his bike. He's on the way back to the father's household. But this is amazing. The father is waiting, front foot worship. He's waiting for the, for the son son has written him off, taken all the inheritance. son has written him off. But the father is waiting. Now, the father sees the son coming down the dirt road. He jumps off the veranda. He hitches up his robe in first century Middle Eastern uh, culture. A man would never show you his legs. He hitches up his robe into his belt, exposing his legs, very white, may I say, and he makes a beeline. But actually, there is a culture back then when the son or daughter leave the father's household and they try and come back, they pick a bowl up. They pick a bowl up. Two men have to carry this thing and they meet the son and daughter at the, at the city gates and they've got to break it. Kazara, I think it is. It's a, a Jewish custom where they break the bowl and excommunicate the son and daughter and say, you're out of here. You'll never be part of this family again. We condemn you. You're dead to us. Go. So here's the two guys. They're bringing the bowl. But they're seeing the father running. They're bringing the bowl and they're going, what the heck? What's he doing? He's all undignified. He's running to the son. He meets with the son, falls into his, falls into his, his neck, falls into his, and says, son, son, you're home. You're home. The guy's carrying the bowl, go, whoa, looks like we don't need the bowl. Take the bowl back, take the bowl back, take the bowl back. <laughs> the bowl was supposed to be smashed at the son's feet to say, you're gone, you're out of here. All the condemnation is on you. We excommunicate you. Get, the father says, get my robe, get a robe. That's symbolic of righteousness and right standing. Get new sandals, brand new sandals. He's not a slave. He's my son. Put shoes on him and get my ring. And the ring is the ring to do business with. Is it not, Pastor Julie? In the Father's name. He's just given him back all his dignity, all his citizenship and his sonship. And he said, my son was dead and now he's alive. The indignant son, the elder son, he's been serving, doing all the great stuff. He's been handing out communion. He's been at the door. He's been on the worship team. He's been writing, reading his Bible. He's been doing all this great stuff. And he says, and then he hears the party and, 
of the father, the fatted calf's being killed, and there's a party going on about this son that was lost. The, the goody tissue son? Because see, Jesus was speaking to two, two crowds here, Renee. Jesus was speaking this legendary story to two crowds. The sinners and the tax collectors that represent the son and the Pharisees and the scribes. Jesus is a masterful storyteller. He says, I'm gonna, I gotta get to both these crowds. I gotta tell them the dilemma they are in. What's the best story I could come up with? And this is the story of the prodigal son. The Pharisees and the scribes, they're spewing because the elder son represents them, does it not? They're doing everything that they're supposed to be doing. They're following the rules, the regulations, but they're outside of the party. He comes up, the father hears, he's in the party. He's, he's loving life, he's loving his son and they're all partying. And, and someone comes to him and says, yes, your, your eldest son is out there. He's really infuriated, he's really mad. Man, you know, he's, he's saying he won't come in. I said, no, no, it can't be. He comes out and says, what's the matter, son? You, you, you're with me all the time. It was all yours anyhow. Yeah, but I wanted the stuff. I didn't want you. I want all this stuff that belongs to me. No, I'm not coming in. And that is the slavery attitude. That's the mindset of a slave. That's the orphan spirit. When things go wrong, ah, I'm upset with God. When your finances go awry, I'm upset with God. I've done all the right thing. I've tithed, I've given, I've done. So we gotta be careful we don't end up like the eldest son. And we definitely gotta take a leaf out of the, the prodigal. Although he spent his inheritance, made a mess of it. What did he do right? He came back, I'm done. He came back and he said, Father, I have sinned before heaven and earth. Let's all stand, God bless you. Father in heaven, we have sinned. We have sinned before you. And if there be anyone in the house that feels like they need the Father's embrace, I've got a prayer for you. The last thing, I've got a prayer for you. Here's the prayer. I hope you got what I said. Pray this prayer. I'll just pray it over us. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your love that surpasses my understanding. I long to return to your house. Maybe some have been struggling to return to Father's house. There's no shame here, no condemnation. You can come to the Father's embrace to see three Tugra. You can come unto this house and you can find a belonging. You can find your identity in God. Dear Heavenly Father, I'll say this prayer on your behalf. Thank you for your love that surpasses my understanding. I long to return to your house. I'm talking about the Father's house. Where you're planted, you will prosper. God plants us in houses, in families. That's where you will prosper. I confess my sin. Please forgive me for valuing my inheritance and the things I hope to gain for myself more than I value an intimate relationship with you. I have taken my inheritance and consumed it on my own lusts and wants. I took from you what you were so willing to give me and I have not been faithful with it. I have left your house 
and for my own selfish interests. But now I long to return to you. I make a choice to leave the pig pen of sin, shame, the orphan spirit, that, that slave spirit. I leave it. Lord, let me experience your compassion. Run to me and welcome me back as your child in your loving embrace. Restore to me your love. I choose for you to be my father and I choose to be your child in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. With eyes closed right now, if you need a hope that will not disappoint, a love that can be poured out into your heart by the power of the Holy Spirit, I pray that you would experience this divine invitation to know God, know God the Father, know God the Son, and know God in the power of the Holy Spirit. With eyes closed, if you just need to say, Jesus, I come home to you. I come home to your loving embrace, to your Father's loving embrace. Lord, I turn, I repent, and I walk towards you. And I see you running towards me. I'm astounded, Lord. What are you going to say to me? What are you going to do? The Father is going to wrap you up in his loving arms and say, my daughter, my son was lost. They were dead, dead to the world, didn't know me. Couldn't pray, couldn't believe by faith that I loved them. They were dead spiritually. They were dead but they are alive today because they have said yes to the Father, to the Father's love, to the Father's embrace, to the Father's love, acceptance, and forgiveness. Father, I just pray right now the power of God's Spirit would begin to reinstate your children into the Father heart of God. No matter how long you've been coming to church, how long you've been doing great works for God, don't be left outside of the party. Come taste and see that the Lord is good. Come into the party and experience God experientially. Experience His powerful love that surrounds us day and night, morning, noon and night. Experience the presence of God. Come taste and see that the Lord is good. He knocks on the door of your heart, eyes closed. And He said, I will come in. I stand at the door. Open the door. Open the door. Put up your hand right now with eyes closed if you're opening the door to your heart to let the Father's love in. Put up, put up, put up your hand from front to back. That's good. Yeah, others, others. Just put it up so heaven can see it, so Father God can see it. Put it up and put it down. Put it up, put it down. Put it up, up. Let your hand go up and say, Father, I need your love. I receive it now. All right. If you want to, if you desire to, Say yes to Jesus, maybe for the first time. Maybe this is a recommitment. I would love to share a prayer with you, a prayer of salvation. This is making sure that you're a child of God, that you're right with God, that you're born again, that you're bound for heaven, and that you will not suffer condemnation anymore. If this is you, I want you to slip your hand up from the front to the back, from this side to this side. Just slip your hand up. Be bold, be brave. If that's you, if that's you, going to wait for a moment. I need to do this because I may be waiting for someone to enter into eternity. 
tonight. Let's say this prayer. Father God, I believe, I trust, I acknowledge the Father's love through His Son, Jesus. Savior, Lord, King, Forgive me of all my sin. Wash me. Cleanse me from my independent spirit, from my selfish spirit, my selfish attitude. I return from the world, from a foreign place, in my mind, in my heart, in my soul, I return from the ways of the world and with repentance in my heart, I come back to the Father. I see the Father running towards me and I see the gleam in His eye. I see the love He has in His eye, the good pleasure of seeing me come back Lord Jesus, empower me to reach the Father. You said you were the way, the truth, and the life. I come through Jesus by faith to the Father. Now, I see the Father embrace me, tears cascading down His face upon my hair, my head, my face, the tears of heaven wash you, cleanse you from an orphan spirit, from a spirit of slavery. Father, am I really your son? You are my son. You are my daughter. I welcome you. And I reinstate you into my household, my kingdom. And you shall do business in my name, in my family business, in the church, the 21st century of Jesus Christ. You shall, son or daughter, do the Father's bidding. You shall do business in the anointing, not in your own authority, not in your own anointing, but the Father's anointing the Father's authority and you shall speak not on your own behalf but you shall speak on behalf of the Son and the Father in heaven you shall do business I reinstate C3 Tugra to be strong of the Lord to stand up in their identity as sons and daughters of the Lord to pray and to proclaim and to preach and to share the good news of the glorious salvation that we have as a rich inheritance in Christ Jesus. I bless you. That orphan spirit breaks off you. That spirit of slavery breaks off you. You have a mindset of knowing the Father's love and knowing the goodness of God. Let's all sing that. Come on.
hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon. Selfless faith to live like Christ for all our